Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. Slip mood, looking well-groomed as usual, but somewhat paler, hurried down the main street of Wakefield. It was almost three o'clock in the afternoon and she was anxious to get to the bank before it closed. As she went in, she saw one of the cashiers conferring with her uncle, David Bowman, and his little enclosures with light. Chip started to go past, but David had already seen her. She called... Chip. Uh, oh, hello, Uncle David. Hi, Chip. Won't you come in to me? Uh, well, yes, if you'll wait until I cross the check. It's almost closing time, isn't it? Yes, sir. We're all right, then. You go ahead. Stop by when your business is taken care of, Chip. All right. Five minutes later, Chip returned. Went through the little swinging gate with fenced in her uncle's domain. Sat down in the chair opposite his desk. This is quite an event, Chip. Haven't seen you in a month of Sunday. It has been ages, hasn't it? Let's see. I don't believe I've seen you since quite some time before you left for California. I guess I was told I haven't seen you to talk to for almost a year. Oh, goodness, I didn't realize. I'm almost tempted to say how time flies. But I'll be strong, won't you? <laughs> well, the same flippant quit, I see. You didn't expect that I might have changed, did you, Uncle David? Or should I say, hope that I might have? My hope for you, Chip, always concern your best interests. Tell me about the baby. Mm, gladly. Although I'm afraid I can't add much to what you must already know. I gather that you've seen quite a lot of Bill recently. He must have kept you informed as to what goes on. Yeah, I've seen Bill. You tell me the baby's a healthy little type. What do you mean, him, Chip? I don't know yet. Haven't decided. I have a theory that means are quite an important influence on a person's life. Perhaps they are, but Look I... at me. Chip. What is Chip to get? Well... A cat. And you see how I turned out. Chip, I... I wish you wouldn't take this expensive attitude with me. Try to joke about everything. Well, what else can I do? I know what you must think of me. 
And I can imagine the stories you've been getting from Bill. Now that he's going to work for you and everything, I understand you've become fast friends. I do see quite a lot of girls. And it's quite true that we are very good friends. Oh, that rather puts us in opposite camps to begin with, Uncle David. You can hardly expect me to bear my soul to you under the circumstances. I understand how difficult your present situation is. But it should be... Oh, no, Uncle If you think you can reform me at this late date, you're terribly wrong. It's not that I want to reform you, Chip. I just hate to see you doing those things to yourself. I presume you're referring to my trouble with Bill. Naturally, you would blame it all on me, having gotten the story from him. No, Chip. I don't blame it on you. Besides, Bill's done his best to be fair about this thing. And anything he's told me has been as close to the impersonal truth as is possible for a man to get. And he's deeply affected. Oh, Bill is a perfect gentleman. Definitely shouldn't be answered to it. Neither is sarcasm. Well, if you know the answer, I wish you'd tell me what it is. At the present moment, I'm not sure myself. I haven't even seen Bill for several days. If he's managed to reach some conclusions, he hasn't bothered to let me in on them. You know, Chip, whether you confide in me or not, I am part of the family. And as such, I feel I have the right to speak to you quite plainly. I thought that was what you were getting around to. Don't go Uncle David. You're still very young, Chip. You're not old enough to see anything, especially yourself, with a perspective as clear as mine. I only wish you could see yourself as I do. Could know how much you've changed. I do know. Because I have the advantage of remembering you as a little girl. I was a brat. That doesn't prove much. No, Chip. You weren't a brat. You were a worker. Wanted your own way. But there was a side of you, Bill. The side you inherited from your mother. Which might have developed into something rather wonderful. <laughs> you mean I'm a sort of senior adopted people in Mr. Hart. And then after Mr. Hart died, it's predominant. Let's say you have a Kathleen side and a Ben side. And the Ben side got the upper hand. Sometimes wonder how your mother would feel if she could see what's happened to you. Oh, look, if you don't mind, let's admit the tear joking, shall we? I'm not up to it today. Very well, Chip. I won't mention your mother. I can imagine that it does make you feel pretty low, knowing how far away you've gone from everything Kathleen believed in. I think I'd better go. This isn't going to... Chip, wait a minute. We haven't talked for a long time. But perhaps we won't again for another long time. There's some things I feel I must tell you. If you think I'm wrong, well, at least I know that I've done the best I could. All right. It will help to clear your conscience. Good. Are you really in love with Bill? <laughs> now, just what did you think? Well, I believe you think you are. But I wonder, are you sure it's real love? If it isn't, all I can say is it's a very good facsimile. 
My impression is, and has been from the beginning, that you want Bill for your own reasons. At least I think Bill simply represented the test to you of your own power. What do you mean by that? You knew he was in love with Peggy Douglas. And you set out to prove to yourself and anyone else who was interested that you could take him away from him. I didn't have to prove anything to myself. But I wanted Bill, yes. I've never made any bones about that. And now, now that Bill realizes what happened and has a very natural resentment because of it, you're determined to make things difficult for him, to refuse to give him a divorce for pretty much the same reason, to prove you can hang on to him. You don't kill your punches, do you, Uncle David? Well, I think it's time someone spoke out and told you how your behavior appears to an unprejudiced person. If you can call yourself unprejudiced. I do, Kit. My friendship with Bill has nothing to do with my opinion of you. You may not believe it, but I'm deeply fond of you, my dear. That is, I'm, I'm fond of something which I know is present in you. If you'd only let it come out, not be afraid of it. Is that all? Yes, Kit. There isn't much else I can say. Well, then I have a few things to tell you. Then you'll know my side of it as it looks to me. That's fair enough. All right, then. In the first place, the way I think, there are two sorts of people. Strong people and weak ones. The weak people may have their virtues, but they have to be told or, or shown what to do. They need to be guided. Isn't that a sort of super race philosophy, kid? Much like the one that started the war. Oh, let's not get off on a tangent. This is merely my own personal philosophy. All I mean is that according to what I know of him, Bill Mead falls into the class of people who need to be guided. That doesn't mean he's not a nice boy, even sensitive. You're wrong about Bill. What you've done is to mistake Bill's innate decency, his desire to give the other fellow a break for weakness. Oh, nonsense. You know very well that if you're nice to people, give them a break, as you call it, they turn right around and stab you in the back. You're a businessman. That's not the sort of business I do. Thank you, Kip. I'm deeply shocked to hear you talk like that. You're in a much worse state of mind than I ever dreamt. Well, regardless of what you think, Uncle David, I knew what I wanted when I married Bill. And I don't intend to give him up now. I'm not going to give him a divorce so he can go rushing back to Peggy Douglas. And if the fact that he has a son means nothing to us, if he insists on going through with a foolish idea about a divorce, I'll fight him every inch of the way. Kit, how can you allow yourself to be so blind? It's only possessive jealousy. You can't really love Bill. I don't love him in the mystery, star-eyed way you'd understand. But I do love him. He's important to me. He's something I happen to need in my life, and I don't intend to let him go without a struggle. Moreover, I have Dad to help me. And he's very effective when he gets underway. As you should know. Yes, Kit, I know only too well. Well, now that I've made myself quite clear, I think I'll be on my way, Uncle David. And if your friend Bill Mead asks any questions about our talk, you're quite welcome to take me as freely as you like. Goodbye, Uncle David. Goodbye, Kit. Goodbye. So the bowman watched Kit's retreating figure sadly. His talk with his niece had shocked him, had confirmed his conviction that the best thing that could possibly happen would be for Bill Mead to get the divorce and the custody of the baby boy who was believed to be his own by everyone in Wakefield. 
Every other one but Kit Lee, who had taken the baby from Lisa Fenner by trickery. <laughs> 